Welcome back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We are your hosts, Steven and Kyle. And just like that, we are back to hang out with you guys. Um, we're going to do something a little different today. It's holiday week, but we still wanted to put some content out. So we are going to do a little listener experience episode today and share some of that stuff with you all. But before we get into that, we got to get through the business. So check us out at all our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, uh, TikTok, you know, just wherever all the cool kids hang out, search up Hall Sky Podcast and we'll be there. Come over, hang out, share memes, send us any kind of weird shit that you find on the internet. Well, most weird shit you find on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Paranormal <laughs> shit. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> If you have a listener encounter you'd like to share with us, Kyle's going to tell you how to do it. You can record your story on your little smartphone or whatever device you got and then shoot it over to the email, which is going to be holoskypodcast at gmail.com. You can also just write your story out and shoot it over on whatever platform you choose, and we will most likely use it on the show. Hell yeah, we will. Speaking of the show, if you'd like to support the show, there's a couple ways you can do it. First off, just tell us, no, don't tell us, tell all your friends about us, spread the word, just kind of keep the grassroots moving. Uh, secondly, we got a Venmo. If you'd like to buy some monsters, you can do that. Search up Hollow Sky Podcast on the Venmo, give us a little pocket change, and we will buy tasty drinks. Um, we also have a Patreon if you'd like to go over there and uh, find a tier you'd like to support, we got some goodies, some stickers, some buttons, and there's a tier for a t-shirt and all kinds of cool shit. We want to thank all of our uh, supporters in all those facets. I want to shout out our Patreon members because I haven't done that for a while and we've got uh, quite a few. So thank you for your support. Dave, Vindel, uh, Hypeness, Kate, Anthony, Dylan, Brittany, Lou, Dan, Griff, Kelly, Justin, Chris, and Noretta. Thank you all so much for the support. Like, it's fucking dope. Yeah, we appreciate it a lot. It is fucking dope. It means a lot to us. And it would be pretty freaking awesome to one day only have to do this for a job. Yeah. And that's when shit would probably get really weird. Pretty fucking dope. We'd start traveling and going to weird places and Straight probably not return. I fucking hope. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, we're also be with some buttheads, so we have that going for us. It's a long story. <laughs> but I'm sure you everyday listeners can take a wild guess as to where that comes from. We got a not so good review, but we're yeah. not going to talk about it. So we're not going to be petty this time. Speaking of reviews, if you'd like another way you can support us is hop on over to wherever you uh, get your podcast, your podcatcher, and leave us a five star rating and review. You can leave us any kind of rating and review you want, but if you leave us a five star, we'll shout you out. Today is brought to or today's review is brought to us from another podcast, the Butte. <clears throat> Nailed it. Bro, I am fucking up all day today. I'm so Nailed tired. It. Brought to us by the Boozed and Confused podcast. So make sure you guys check them out. Dope stuff. Support their show. They said all aboard the weird train. Five stars. Absolutely love Hollow Sky. Steve and Kyle cover bizarre topics. They have great knowledge and keep you interested the whole way through. 
Well, our friends at Boozed and Confused, thank you for taking the time to come over and share the love. So Very much. If you want some new weird content, different weird content, hop on over there and support them. Support independent content creators. Yeah, buddy. Um, from there, we're just going to start winging some listener experiences. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Our first listener experience of the day comes to us from our friend Kat. Hi, my name is Kat, and I'm from Central Florida. I live in a haunted house. Not haunted like things being dangerous here or that my life is in danger or uh, I have demons following me. It's something a whole lot funnier and in some ways a little sad, but also rather endearing. We moved into this house in April of 1998. My first understanding that the house could be haunted was my parents. When they went to the closing for the house, the uh, realtor was sitting there with the lady who was selling the house and said, Hey, is Tommy still haunting you? And her response was, well, he won't after today. My parents kind of let it go and didn't say anything. And they related it to my sister and I after we had done the closing and we were starting the moving in process, which was like two days later. The first night I spent in the house was a Saturday night. I have to understand I was 22 years old. I was in my first job after college as a teacher, and I was only coming to see my parents on the weekend, but I planned to move back in with my parents as I was living in the city and really wanted to move back into small town or country life. My first night in the house, I was set up in the back bedroom, and everything was going great. I was in a very deep sleep, and something woke me up. And standing at the foot of my bed was an old man wearing a cardigan. And he's looking at me and staring at me, but I could see right through him. And he was very skinny, but kind of tall, around 6'6". Six, six, he didn't look mad at me. He looked curious. He didn't say anything. And it kind of hit me. I bet this is Tommy. So I just looked at him and said, we live here now. And he kind of nodded. And then I was back asleep. And that was it. And I've never seen him again. But we have actually discovered that there's probably two ghosts in our house. See, our house is actually kind of spread out compound. You have a main house, which is where I was when I first experienced the ghost. And then there is a one-car garage. And then there is a 20 by, I'm sorry, a 40 by 60 workshop. And then there's a two car garage out behind. I now live in the apartment that's part of the workshop. And that's where the second ghost is. Now we would call them both Tommy. Don't know, really know why, but it just kind of feels comforting to know that we have these ghosts. My parents and my sister are both big woodworkers, and they spend a lot of time out in the wood workshop. I'm a musician, so I'm 
less likely to work with the tools like they do. My dad and my sister are heavy into wood turning on lathes, and we have like four lathes. And for over 20 years, my sister and my dad have complained about things being moved when they're working on the lathes. Um, we've experienced this multiple times. One day, my sister was working on a really complicated piece, and it was something she was bent over the piece for going on two hours, had not moved from her spot, and she was actually using like a finishing resin on her turned piece, and she set it up on the shelf right in front of her to go back to work with something else to like smooth it out, like a piece of sandpaper or whatever. And she reached up to grab the resin again, and it wasn't there. And she stopped the lathe, and she's looking around, and she knows she hasn't moved from this spot for like two hours. But she decides to take a break. She runs to the restroom. She's the only person there at the house. And when she comes out of the restroom, and there in the workshop, she looks to her left, and there's our deep freeze. And... It's at the opposite end of the workshop. And she had not walked past the deep freeze at all because she come in from the other direction. And, but she looked at the deep freeze and realized that resin was sitting on top of the deep freeze. So that was the first time she realized something weird is going on. I've had a lot of weird things happen. Um, and I feel like some ways that this Tommy is actually protecting us. Um, when I was out on my own, uh, living on my own, I was being stalked by an incubus, for lack of a better term. I would wake up in the middle of the night with something sitting on my chest, choking me. And this had gone on since I was in college. And it was something that would happen when I was living in my own apartment, when I was living away from my family. I would wake up to these night terrors is what some people call them. People who believe in it would say it's an incubus, um, but it never happened here at home. One night after I had moved back home, I actually moved into the apartment in the workshop and I moved all of my personal items out of storage into this apartment to decorate and I'd been there for maybe a few weeks. And I woke up one night to a night terror, incubus, pressure on my chest, feeling like I was being choked. And I could hear something whispering to me, you can't get away from me. You can't get away from me. And I felt something else come through my room. And it was almost like a screamed no in a whisper. And this heaviness was ripped off my chest. And it sounded like men fighting, but it was almost like a whisper quality. And I could hear a prayer within it. And I don't know if I was saying the prayer or something else was saying the prayer but I could hear it and I could hear like wind whipping through my apartment and I fell back asleep. The next morning when I got up, my apartment was a wreck. There was everything I put on shelves was on the floor. 
table was uh tables were tipped over my chairs were tipped over um things were skew my my curtains had been pulled down it was just a wreck in my apartment and i never knew exactly what happened till later when i really started dissecting it and realized that somehow tommy the ghost had attacked this incubus and stopped it I don't know how or why. Um, I, it creeps me out. I still get shaky thinking about it. But uh, my most recent experience with Tommy, though, was this past weekend. I was replacing the lock on my door. I was uh, putting in one of those touch point locks. You just put in the code to get into your house. And... I've done this before. I've replaced locks. Not a big deal. All you need is a multi-tip screwdriver. And my dad, my dad handed me the multi-tip screwdriver when I said, I can do it, dad. Not a problem. So I took a chair and put it at the door and have the door between my knees. And I laid out the, the new door lock and the directions. I had it all laid out around me. And I am working on the door lock and getting the old one off reading the directions, making sure I'm putting everything together properly. And in the course of this, I've not gotten up. I'm still sitting in the same chair with the door between my legs, slightly open. And I reached down to grab the screwdriver, which is sitting, I'd set it like to my left, and the screwdriver's gone. Completely gone. It's not there. And I'm looking around for it. I'm looking to see if it's rolled off. I'm looking to see if it's behind me. I'm looking to see if it's on the shelf above to my right. I'm looking here. I'm looking there. I am looking everywhere for this screwdriver from the seated position I'm in because I haven't gotten up. And then it hits me. Tommy took it. Tommy hasn't played with me in over 10 years, but Tommy decided to play with me because Tommy likes his tools. So I started yelling at Tommy, what the hell are you doing? Quit being an asshole. Give me back the screwdriver. I get up. I go to the bathroom. I'm yelling at Tommy while I'm in the bathroom. Thinking, okay, he's going to put it back. I come back in. It's still not there. I'm looking everywhere. Any flat surface, seeing it's rolled under any anything around where I've been sitting. Nothing. So I go into my kitchen. Open up my junk drawer. Pull out a multi-tip screwdriver that I already had there, the bright orange handle, and go back and I complete the door and I put the lock on, get it working, everything, clean everything up. I go into the main house where my parents are and I walked in and my dad, my sister, and my mom are sitting there and I said, Tommy did it again. And dad says, what do you mean Tommy did it again? And I said, well, so working on the door, getting this, everything in, that screwdriver you gave me to work on it, Tommy took it. That's like, wait, what? I said, Tommy took the screwdriver. And he says, he's taken that screwdriver many, many times. He says, by the way, that screwdriver was here when we moved in. And that's actually Tommy's screwdriver. And dad was like, laughing at me. And he's like, I gave you Tommy's screwdriver. I'm so sorry. I kind of thought he might steal it from you. And so my dad's kind of in on it. My dad's not someone who believes in the supernatural, but he believes in Tommy, which I kind of love about my dad. So we're laughing about it and we're just chuckling about it. And 
go about our day. So that was Saturday. Sunday, um, we always have a big Sunday breakfast. And I got up, went over, helped my dad fix breakfast, fed the whole family. I came back over to my place. I opened the door. And sitting, as soon as I walked in the door, sitting directly in front of my line of sight as I walk in was that damn screwdriver of Tommy's. You put it back. And it was right where I had been sitting before and where I had laid stuff. And I cleared that whole area off when I cleaned up. And there was that damn screwdriver sitting there making fun of me. And I just laughed. I grabbed the screwdriver. I said, thank you, Tommy. And I walked into the house and I handed the screwdriver to my dad. And he says, where did Tommy leave it? So I said, right as I opened the door to my apartment, it was right there in line of sight. And dad just laughed. And he says, he's done that to me so many times. And he says, did you know I've actually found it on my pillow a couple times? So that's the story of our ghost. I actually have a lot of stories of him. Um, I think he saved my mom's life one time. I think he's um, played a lot of tricks with us with decorations. Um, I know he irritates my dad and my sister a lot. But um, I think he's also kept my family safe at odd times. And I think he loves that we are continuing having a workshop. Um, and that's the whole reason he bought this house was because of the workshop. So I hope you enjoyed our story. Thank you. Well, first off, thanks Kat for taking the time to uh, submit your story. I think if I were to have a ghost in my house, I would probably want a ghost like Tommy because yeah. he's definitely looking out for you guys. So it seems, um, yeah, he's a kind of a prankster, but if that's the worst he's going to do, I would take some jokes to have him like protecting me from other paranormal entities. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Especially the kind that sit on your chest and whisper, you're not going to get away from me. That's pretty fucked. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a very uh, fun time at all. And then it it's even weirder that you wake up and there was like a WWE match in your bedroom. <laughs> paranormal fight club right you know and like that that would be bizarre in itself to wake up and your entire room's trashed and you're not you're not really sure why but you kind of have a pretty good feeling as to why it happened and then like steve said it more or less just seems like he's a bit of a prankster and or like like he's just looking out for you guys yeah you know just letting you know that He's still around and such. I'm curious as these stories, like you said you had that you didn't talk about, the ones where you think he saved your mom's life and the ones where he helped you guys out. Um, if you get time and want to call those back in, I'm very curious as to how those go as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like Steve said, it, it, it would be nice just to have, I get like if you're going to have one, it'd be best to have one like him. Yeah. You know. And then Definitely it's weird it's it's weird that that his tools are still on the place too. And the specific one that gets messed with is his. Yeah. That's pretty dope. And then you find it in in random locations around the house. That makes that makes it a little interesting. 
Yeah, that is pretty dope. Well, thanks for the uh, story, Cat. I'm I'm glad that Tommy is pretty chill as far as ghosties go. Right. Um. Next, we have a submission to our actual website. We get we started getting quite a few of these, so I figured I would read them off. Hell yeah. Um. This one, our first one is from our friend Luke. It's a personal encounter. Hey guys, thought I'd submit an experience I had while homeless in 2013. I was living four miles outside of town in the nearby forest and commuted into town every few days to work an odd job or get supplies. One evening I'd stayed out extra late to see new friends who had stopped into town. Usually I went back to camp before it got dark. The last two miles to my spot is remote farmland and then a single dirt walkway out into the hillside where I slept. So needless to say, I made attempts to get to this point or I made attempts up to this point to avoid walking alone at night. It had been a rough year all around. Never been homeless before, and by this point, I'd really hit rock bottom emotionally and mentally. So after hanging out with friends, I was walking along the farmland on the path at about 10.30 p.m., going back to my tent. It was a warm, clear night, and I looked up at the stars. Then my mind started thinking, I wonder if anything's up there. Just kind of a whimsical thought. Not a second later, roughly 30 feet behind me, I heard what I can only describe as large, loud, sudden rushes of wind with what sounded like a huge rake being pulled across the path right after. It happened back to back three times, all within less than two seconds. I kept walking the entire way back, and I felt pretty uncomfortable. For a brief moment right after it happened, I contemplated turning around to see what it was, but I knew that if I did, it wouldn't have been a good thing. Once I got back to my tent, I crawled in and didn't come out until the next after or I didn't come out till afternoon the next day. I've never heard a sound like that before or since. After searching the internet some years later, I still haven't found anyone with similar experience. I think the closest account I've read to what sounds like what I'd heard are people who've seen the creature called Mothman. But I'm not sure what to think about it all. I have more experiences, but I'll leave it here. Great show. Keep it rolling. Well, first off, thanks, Luke, for uh, submitting your story. To tell you the truth, as soon as you started to describe it, the sound of the the rushing wind and the, the, the moving dirt, I thought of Mothman. My initial <laughs> thought process on it would have been, it, well, it could have been a Thunderbird. Oh, yeah, that's good, lot, too. But, you know, sometimes they attribute Thunderbirds with actual thunder as well. But, uh... Either way, that would not have been fun. The fact that you're you're hearing something large behind you and it's making an awful lot of ruckus. Yeah. And you're like, I need to turn around and look at it. But then you're like, no, 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 <laughs> no. no, no. Fuck that. Ignorance is bliss, my fuck friend. That. Ignorance fuck. is bliss. That's the first thing I thought of when you were describing the sounds. I'm like, it sounds like something big with fucking wings. Yeah. For sure. And the fact that you went back to your tent and just zipped that bitch up, bro. bro, Like, I hats off, man. I would have been like, no. I would have been, yeah, I would have been freaking out all night long. And that sucks. And I hope, I hope in life you are doing much better than you were back then. Yeah, word. Because that doesn't sound like a very enjoyable time. So hopefully things have gotten a lot better for you. And you're not running into Mothman or Thunderbirds that scare the living <laughs> shit out of you because it would have it would have scared me. 
without I question. Agree one hundred percent. Without question, man. That's wild. Like it's a cool story. It sucks. It's, <laughs> and the fact that you just you knew in your head, don't turn around and look at it. Yeah. Don't fucking turn around and look at it. Just just keep walking, dude. Keep walking home. Keep walking to the tent. Get the fuck out of there. <laughs> That's terrifying. But I mean, at least it, at least it didn't do anything to you. You know, it didn't bother you throughout the night. Maybe it was just something giant taking off and getting out of there. You know. I mean, could be something swooped down and missed. <laughs> well, there's that. But I hope that on that note. Case. On that note. Yeah, that's wild. That's why I don't ever go into the woods ever. Because fuck the woods. I like the woods. It's just there is a lot of scary shit out there. Yeah, a lot of shit that wants to eat you and carry you off into the trees. That's true. That's not that's not cool. You don't need to be doing that. All right, our next listener submission for the listener submission episode is our friend Mike from Tennessee. His submission is titled Goatman in Tennessee. He says, hey, Stephen Kyle, what's up? Hollis guy, that's what's up. I fucking love it. <laughs> that was a good intro, bud. Nailed it. Woo woo. I know that was a terrible dad joke, so I'll just get to my encounter. <laughs> Back in 2009, I was driving home with my ex-wife. We were married at the time. Down one of those very dark, winding country roads that just makes you feel like you're in the middle of a wrong turn movie. As I come around one of the curves, there's this thing standing in the ditch down in a crouch position like it's ready to pounce. And as I was, as I get to, as I get to it, the creature lunges up on two legs and charged at my car. So I slammed on the gas pedal as I'm looking back in my mirrors to see what it was, but it had just vanished. This whole encounter took only seconds, but the image of that creature is forever burned into my memory. It had the body of a man, bare skin, seemed in physical fit condition, but at the same time looked sickly and it had the head of a goat. The skin was that of a pale dead color, which I assumed would be post-mortem flesh, not sure. But it had abs like a six-pack, very tall and lanky. I estimated about a foot taller than me with horns and all, and I'm about 5'6", so I guesstimate probably around seven foot at most. There was no sound or smell to it, and no, I didn't get a good look at its lower half to examine its, its legs because I was so focused on what was in front of my headlights at the time, and it happened so fast. However, I do remember feeling a very strong sense of fear and dread, a feeling I'm familiar with in my life when I've encountered demonic entities, and after this encounter, I felt sick to my stomach until we got home. I remember asking my ex, what in the hell was that? And she just kept saying, I don't know, I don't know. And I and just wanted to forget it ever happened, it seems. We never talked about it again because she didn't want to. I have my own personal thoughts and theories on what it could have been, but I'd love to hear what you guys think. I came over from being a listener of the confessionals and I can't stop binging. Thanks so much for what you all do. Love the podcast, the friendly banter you all have and all the sidetrack rabbit trails you take. It definitely makes the work day go by easier listening to two dudes. Just be themselves talking about all the crazy stuff I want to hear about. And it's much appreciated. I'll be sure to send you all some monsters. Sincerely, Mike from Tennessee. Appreciate you, brother. Hell yeah. Mike from Tennessee. Appreciate you. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for taking the time to send in your goat man encounter. Yeah, so right out of the gate, fuck that experience. Yeah, might as that, well, that's what Kyle said. That would suck. Yeah, like in that the, is, it's bizarre. Like I'm, I'm picturing it in my head as Steve's reading it, 
and it's like playing out like a like a movie you know and i don't know like i just but like i know that you label it as a goat goat guy or whatever but my like listening to the description it sounds vaguely familiar it sounds like a fucking wendigo oh fuck I mean, unless, unless, you know, the head is like straight up goat, but Wendigos are said to have horns too. Yeah. Most, well, in all fairness, most of the time it is described more like antlers than horns. But nevertheless, I mean, it's an eerie resemblance to the Wendigo. I wonder if there is multiple... Goatman encounters in Tennessee. That would be a fair question. I'll have to look it up. You know, and then who who's to say that this isn't like a a subspecies of Wendigo? Because I mean, look at Bigfoot. Big, there's all different types of big feet out true. there. You know, it could be Wendigos with goat heads and Wendigos with deer heads. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Like, as at first when Steve's reading it. I thought this was a classic dogman story because we've actually talked about one like that before where there was one crouched down on the side of the road eating something. But then when you started giving the actual description of it, the tall and lanky, the pale skin, like it just screams Wendigo at me. Just screams Wendigo. And I don't know a whole lot about the goat man per se. I haven't really taken the time to really dive into that quite yet. But I have been trying to find as much as I can on the Wendigo because it's, I don't know, for some reason it fascinates me, even though it's ridiculously terrifying. And just like that picture there, I know that's a fake picture, but when you Google Goatman and there's that night vision picture, that one right there. It kind of looks exactly like what he describes. Yeah, it it does. That Goatman's Jack, though. Yeah, let's let's not find that one. Apparently there is. Yeah, maybe it's a thing down there then. Hey, Hollow Colt. The weather's getting nice, and you know what that means. It's cryptid hunting season. And the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tacovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tacovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's re- it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be? Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. 
If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Huh. That's interesting. Oh, no, that's an actual guy who got a cart pulled by Joe. Oh. (laughs) My bad. It was literally a picture of a dude. Yeah. Getting pulled by a bunch of goats. That's, that's the best goat man I'm getting from Tennessee. That is awesome. I'm curious about um, your other experiences you said with demonic entities, how it made you feel the same. Could this possibly have been the same thing? Touché. Could this have been some sort of demonic entity? Like a whole Baphomet type thing. Yeah, if you're uh, if you've experienced it before... It's not that far of a stretch to think that you could be experiencing it this round. It's also interesting that your ex-wife also saw it. I was just getting ready to say that. That's almost what makes it more terrifying is the fact that she witnessed it as well. And you were like, what the fuck was that? And she goes like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, like, I don't not, even I don't even want to acknowledge the situation. Not we're, talking about yeah, it. Yeah, we're never going to talk about it again. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, that... Man, I just... <laughs> I don't even know what I would do in that. I don't know. Like I, I'm baffled. Like I, I can picture it all in my head as it's happening. Just cry, dude. I don't know. Like if it was, if it stepped out in front of me, I'd probably try to run it over. <laughs> Heard Be that. like somebody's about to get rich. Heard that. Or we're not making it out of this. Whichever one. It'd be cool to get rich. It, yeah, it would, but not it. But I, then I would end up destroying my Jeep, so that would suck. Yeah, that's accurate as well. I'm not trying to do that. I can't afford a new vehicle. I'm trying to think of what other... Part of me almost... Like, part of me is stuck on it being uh, attributed to these other demonic encounters that you had. I'm curious as to if the goat man had... Well, I guess the goat man would have happened to have... Happened afterwards, since you recognize the feeling of fear, maybe... I don't know. If you get a chance, hit us back and ans- like answer some of these questions. Speaking of which, real quick, makes me wonder why you were having demonic encounters. What did you do to... to in- invite them in? Yeah, yeah. I'm lacking words. Sorry. It's, Sorry, everyone. It's late, guys. We're tr- we're trying to get content out there. I promise. Yeah, we uh, we're just, we just got done with ten and twelve hour days, so we're a little bit on the sleepy side. They're with us. Yeah, but yeah, uh, for sure. I I would want to know more about like Steve's getting at the more about these demonic encounters you've had, and maybe figure out as to why you were having them, unless it was just one of them random things, but it. Generally seems it's not always random. Yeah, it'd be <laughs> it would be interesting to see if it's if it's all tied together. Very well could be. But Mike from Tennessee, thank you so much for submitting your story. Um, yeah, definitely sounds like either Goatman or Demon because <laughs> those are two good solutions. Yeah, two good choices. Or it's Wendigo's brother. Yeah. All right, so I've been kind of sitting on the story for a minute i've been as you can already know i've been reading a lot of books here lately 
And I found this story in a book called the UFO frightening encounters. And it's, it's pretty interesting. And I'm going to go ahead and share it with you guys. Since we're doing a lot of whole or doing a whole lot of storytelling. So this, this particular encounter took place in Oregon and, or no, it is, it ends up in Alaska. I'm sorry, but it's from Sarah and she was 18 years old at the time. She grew up in Portland, Oregon, but she was never much of an outdoors person. You know, she was more of like a dance clubs, movie theater, fine dining, fine dining, all that stuff. She was just, she was basically a city person, but her boyfriend at the time, Michael, he was him and his family. They spent tons of time outdoors. They were always hiking, camping, fishing, you name it. They were, they, they loved being outdoors. Well, after these two graduated high school, they, they both realized that going off to college was most likely going to doom their relationship because she got accepted on the other side of the country. Yeah, that's, that's not a very good situation for him. So Michael, either, either he's trying to throw a Hail Mary and lock her down or he's throwing a really good like goodbye type thing, you know? (laughs) So he plans a trip. He's like, all right, we're going to go on a trip together. And she's like, where are we going? We're going to go on an Alaskan camping trip. And she's like, yeah, I doubt that. That sounds terrible. I'm not, I'm not taking part in that shit. And he, but over the course of time, he ends up talking her into going. And he's like, listen, if you don't like sleeping in the, if sleeping in the tent, he's like, I'll pay to rent a cabin. That way, you know, it's, you're more comfortable. So she's like, all right, whatever. Maybe this will be good for me. You know, maybe, maybe it'll be good to get away from all the noise of the city life and just kind of relax. So they planned it. They planned for a 10 day trip. And, you know, once again, it made her feel comfortable that Michael and his family were always outdoors. So she was nervous thinking about being out in the woods for the first time in a tent. But knowing that Michael was so comfortable being out in the wilderness, it kind of made her feel a little bit better. I love how she's never been in the woods before. Yeah. And never slept out in a tent. And Michael's like, Yeah, it's gonna be a ten ten nighter dog. Yeah. In Alaska. We're not even gonna we're not even gonna try to see if you like it. We're just gonna go full full sin, ten nights, girl. Yeah. You're not selling it very well, Mike. Well, he landed it. I mean, she did she agreed to go. So you know, they, they hop on a plane, they're flying to Alaska, and she recalls like breaking through the clouds and seeing Alaska for the first time. And she's like, most of my anxiety instantly went away because I saw how beautiful the landscape was. Now, fortunately for them, they planned it in the summer months. All right. That's so a, that's it, a little better. Yeah. It's not, 
it's not negative 5,000 degrees. That's cold. It is very cold. Pretty fucking cold, negative 5,000. It's, it's a good one. So they, they land, they rent an SUV, they go have breakfast, and then they decide to go to the campground. And she recalls, you know, driving, driving through the campground, she sees all the, the beautiful colors, you know, the vibrant greens from all the trees. The, the sky is just clear and just as blue as it can be. And they see tons of hikers, campers, people fishing, all types of stuff, which made her feel even better because she's like, all right, well, there's going to be people around. I'm not just going to be sitting out here in the middle of the woods with Michael all by ourselves, no one around. So she's, she's feeling pretty good about everything. So the next few days, you know, she's taking it all in. They're doing a little bit of hiking. They're out there playing Frisbee. They're sitting under the trees, reading, fishing, napping, just, just taking in everything the area has to offer. But on the fourth day, they decided to go for a late morning swim. They jumped in the river. They were kind of, you know, playing around, being a little flirty. They, were cl- they cleaned themselves up. And all of a sudden, Michael notices this real jacked buck on the other side of the river. And, you know, they're in awe, especially her, because she's not a wilderness person. So she sees this freaking awesome looking deer and they're just they're just drawn to it they're just staring at it so and the deer starts to approach the water's edge and it got close enough to where they could kind of inspect it a little better than they could previously and the deer had something pretty particular wrong with it the deer apparently was missing its lower mandible it's kind of a big deal that's fucked up right so sarah thought you know her initial thought was well maybe it went through maybe it just got done fighting something you know whether it was a a predator or another buck or whatever but michael was like i don't know he's like look there's no blood coming from it like this is this is fucking bizarre and he's like, and, and also note that it looks like it's in perfect health, minus the fact it's missing a jaw. So Sarah's like, all right, what what could be going on here? You know, could it be some type of birth defect or some type of disease that he had caught? And Michael was like, I don't know. He's like, if that was the case, how would have this thing survived all these years? Yeah, how would it eat? Exactly. He's like, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense, but he he was convinced at this point that however it happened, it would have hap- had to have happened pretty recently. And he made a strange note that it looked like the deer had some type of surgery because it was all really clean cuts. So they're like, damn, that's fucking, that's bizarre. And they ended up basically getting distracted. And when they turned back around, the buck was gone. It was out, it was like it disappeared out of thin air. So the next couple of days, or no, 
so they took they took about their day and tried to forget what they had seen that night sarah couldn't sleep she started her anxiety started kicking in thinking about the buck like what could have what could have happened why would this i don't she's like i don't understand any of this it doesn't make any sense well around 12:30 she noticed a faint light to the left side of the tent nope she figured it was another group of campers moving around but she's like this is weird because it's 12:30 why would there be a bunch of campers trying to set up shop at this time you know so she's she's like all right whatever she peeks her head outside looks around for a minute and then decides to wake Michael up. He's like, what are you doing? Why are you up? She explains the situation like, Hey, there's a light over here. Like it's, I don't, I don't know. And he's just like, seriously, it's probably just another group of campers. Maybe they got lost on their hike and they're getting in late or whatever. And then he just goes back to bed. He's like, well, fuck this classic Kyle, right? Yeah. That's what I would have done. hundred percent Kyle. But when Sarah is recalling this this little situation of hers, she notes something very familiar. The environment was extremely quiet. She said, I'd swear you could hear the sound of the zipper echo for miles that night. I think it was that quiet. So Sarah is standing outside the tent. And she starts to know how clear the sky is, you know, and she's kind of, she gets redistracted by the, the sky. She's staring at it and she's like, man, this is, this is so awesome. Like being able to see the sky like this without all the, the light pollution is just, it's just awesome. And then she notices the light again. And she's like, it looks like, like the way she ends up describing is that it looks like some type of orb. But once again, you know, she figures it's just campers. So she starts waving her arms at it. Like, hey, come on. We're over here. We're trying to sleep. Could you please turn your light off? About 10 seconds later, the light goes off. So she's like, awesome. They saw me. They're, they're going to be respectful. And now I can finally get some sleep. Oh, they saw you all right. Yeah. So she uh, gets back in the tent, zips her back up, crawls back in next to Michael, and she ends up seeing the light again. Same little orb style light, but she's like, this time, I guess it was bright enough that she could see it through the wall of the tent. Well, this time it went up the tent and then over top of her. That's fucking weird. So she's like... What the fuck is going on? So she reaches over, shakes Michael, tells him what's going on, and he's like, you're crazy. Please go to sleep. I need to get some sleep. I love it. And then not long after that, she's like a couple minutes go by, and the entire area is illuminated with light, which this this time she didn't have to wake Michael up. Michael shoots up. He's like, what in the fuck is going on? So they're inside the tent, kind of looking back and forth. Then all of a sudden, the silhouette forms on the wall of the tent. 
So I would imagine, you know, the light source is behind whatever is out there. It's projecting it onto the tent. And she said that it glided across the space, you know, I guess, which would be the, the tent, which would be their little projection type deal. And, and then it just, the silhouette just seemed to, to merge with the glowing light. It just went in, disappeared. Couple of, couple of minutes later, another one shows up. Same thing. She can see the silhouette. It glides across the, the area, disappears into the light. That. Exactly. And what made the entire situation worse for Sarah was that she looks over at Michael and he's literally shaking. He is petrified. Bang up job, Michael. Right. So He's like, na- you got us into this fucking mess. Yeah. So now, and now you're scared. Her anxiety is blasting through the roof. Yeah. She is terrified. It's like, great. I'm glad this is happening. And then all of a sudden, you know, as quick as it came, the light goes out. Boom. And then the lights go out. Sarah can recall gripping the fleece blanket with her shaking hands and after the light went out the next thing both of them remember was the morning sun uh coming up both of them had mild nausea that next morning they then they ended up picking up their gear and spent the rest of the time in a hotel until their departure date which after they got back home, they never talked to each other again. <laughs> well, well, I didn't feel like Sarah was feeling it that much to begin with, anyway. No, I think she was trying to. So, but what, like, I, when I sit here and I think about this story, I, be, I mean, I feel like the buck was tied in on it. Like maybe they had been type doing some type of. Uh, experiment on it you know what i mean yeah like a cattle mutilation type type situation and they said did they did they say it wasn't bleeding it wasn't yeah the buck wasn't bleeding at all that's weird complete lower jaw completely gone it couldn't have been alive that long because it would have starved to death exactly i wonder if it was like emaciated like it looked unhealthy no they said it looked completely healthy Hmm. that's weird it is weird. And then the like it makes me wonder I don't I don't know. It's obviously it, it may not add up correctly, but I almost feel like the whatever those two little things were I almost feel like they were dropped off at some point and I'm like, "Hey, go look, go collect the data. We'll be back later to pick you up." So they were on their little scout mission doing whatever they're doing. And then once they had what they needed, they get picked back up. Like, see ya. But then, while being picked up, they realize... Oh, hey, there's a tent over there. Yeah, somebody probably seen us. Let's take them through the galaxy. Yeah, we can take them and get bonus material in our experiment here. Hell yeah. They're like, fuck it. If we've already been seen, might as well take them and get some bonus out of it. That's like the worst feeling of helplessness, being out in the middle of the woods yeah, by yourself, just you and your significant other, 
nothing keeping you away from whatever's outside your tent than your little canvas fucking tent. Yeah. Like I think about like I you you say that and I just sit here and I picture you and me on some type of excursion looking for weird shit. We're out in the middle of nowhere. We see we see and acknowledge lights. That was her first fucking mistake. Why, yeah. Sarah, are you gonna wave at the UFO? <laughs> like you hear all of these fucking UFO encounters. Oh, we're out in a boat fishing in the middle yeah, of the lake. Yeah, let's shine a light at it. There's this weird light. Let's fucking signal it. Yeah. We got abducted? Wow, what a shocker. Right, exactly. You were were sending an SOS saying, pick us up, pick us up. And then they did, and you guys are fucking shocked. I mean, you're not wrong. I know I'm not wrong. 100%. But I just, like, I I pictured us being out there, and then the next thing both of us remember, like, we'll just pretend it's one in the morning, and the next thing we each remember is the sun coming up. No, I wouldn't remember that because I'd already be gone. Fuck, that would suck. I'd be back at my house. Dude, that would be terrible. The minute you start waving at a UFO, I'd... <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Let's open Divic boxes and play with Ouija boards. Yeah, and... but I don't fuck with aliens. I dog. know, but then that one time, I'm like, over here. <laughs> oh, since, yeah, send us Divic boxes, send us demons, but I am not fucking with an alien. Dude, it's bizarre. Like I, like it, the story is like halfway subtle, but it has them like lingering mind fucks in it that you're just kind of like. What whenever the I pictured, hell? whenever I pictured being in a tent and seeing the first the light, the unnatural light that's not supposed to be there, and then you see the silhouettes, I'd be done. What do you think would be worse? I would have unzipped the tent and just rolled him outside. <laughs> Take him, dog. This is your fault, yeah. Michael. You've done your this. fault. You what do you what do you think would be worse? Do you think that? Well, hear me out. What do you think would be worse? Like standing, let's just pretend you and me are walking through the woods and we see that light. I hate this. Or I hate this pretend. Or episode. would it be worse if you and me were in the tent and we saw the light? Okay, so we're walking through the woods and we see the light. Yeah. How far? And away, we'll, how we'll far just, away is it? Okay, we'll just. We'll say it's a football field away in both situations. In both situations, we see the silhouettes. But one, we're inside the tent, oh, and uh, one, we're outside inside the tent. Inside the tent's 100% worse. Dude, that's what I'm thinking. So much 100% worse. 100% worse. So much worse. Because you are, you are conf- in a confined space. Yes, You're yes. Done. And I don't know. Like, there's that, there's that just like... You can't, you can't get up and run. If yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. That it would be 10 times worse being inside that tent. Because it's almost like... You're in this little quote unquote safe spot, but you know that it's not a safe no. spot. It 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 takes me back to when I tell the story all the time. We talk about camping when me and Maddox went on the Boy Scout camp, and we had our snacks in the corner, the nutter butters and shit. And something on the outside was trying to get to the inside to get the snacks. I don't know if it was a possum, if it was a coyote, if it was a raccoon, but it woke me up digging at the tent, and I just go, just punched it. I didn't care what the fuck it was. Endangered species, other human, doesn't matter. It was not getting in the tent. It got jacked. And you just hear it scamper away. Oh, dude. I'm like, thank God it wasn't a Bigfoot because I would have got fucked up. Yeah. like, But that's what I'm thinking is that, that not only does that tent not protect you, but it also blocks your vision where you can't even if it was right right like in your case, it's, it's literally 
pushing into the tent, but you, you, don't know you still don't know what it, it is. It could have been Bigfoot's toe. Yeah, it could Big have been toe. a giant grizzly bear with its little head and its nudge, and, and you, you just punched a grizzly bear yeah, in the head. I'm throwing jabs at it. It's going to yeah. eat me. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be dial-off pass. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and the the false sense of security you get just yes. being behind the walls. Like, yes. Even these tiny, thin canvas walls. Like, you can put your finger through it if yeah. you wanted to. That's the word I'm looking for, that false sense of security, man. <laughs> and you're just, you're like, oh, we're good. We're in this tent. We're, we're safe. No, you're not. The not UFO, at all. The UFO could just pick the tent up. <laughs> Dude, that would suck so bad. <laughs> you're like, bro, it's fine. The aliens are outside. The UFO's outside. And you just feel the tent. Just go. Oh, my God. I jump out. Oh, I, I would be petrified. You open the, <laughs> you open the tent petrified. and you go to jump out, but you're in the you're, you're in the, in the beam. beam and you just, <laughs> just can't go anywhere. Oh god, oh, dude, I would that would myself. suck so bad. That'd that would horrible. suck so bad. I I I just just don't abduct me. If you're an alien, if you're a human, go for it. I don't give a shit. But if you're an alien, just don't. Yeah, I can second that. I'm not really trying to be abducted. Not at all. Nobody, nobody ever fucking gets abducted by aliens, and they say, "You know what? I had a good time." Yeah, that's enjoyable. No, it's all yeah, suppressed fucking memories. That when you go under hypnosis and you remember them, you just cry for three weeks. Yeah, you melt your own brain. <laughs> yeah, nobody ever comes back from an alien abduction and be like, "You know what? I'm I, I would like to do that again." Yeah, I had that's a good time. A, that's a pretty good point. That's that's a pretty. Valid it's never point. good. You're right. It's not. It's not ever good. Like people go to Disney World and they come back home and like, man, I go again. People get abducted. Nobody, nobody's no, like, nobody's trying to book, book me another trip, dog. Right. Yeah, let's let's run it back. <laughs> Not so much. Sounds Not awful. So much. Uh, but I got a couple notes before we go ahead and close out here. Um, one, if you guys are on Instagram, you have noticed my the giant tragedy that I'm currently going through. Oh shit. I forgot about this. The giant tragedy. See our unofficial sponsor, monster energy has decided to change the formula on my monster. Now it tastes like cheap ass cola, which is suck. <laughs> so it is suck. So if anyone wants to send me the OG monster assault, please do so. Because my wife is going to kill me because I've been spending fuckloads of money buying cases of that shit. Using that stimmy check, dog. Right. It's coming out of my five. <laughs> it's coming out of your five, bud. But anyways, also, if you're feeling froggy, bombard monster for me. Yeah. There's already been people on Instagram who are like, bro, there's power in numbers. I've already sent the email. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, my dude. Good, good. My dude. I, that's awesome. We need. We're gonna start an unofficial petition to get Monster Assault back. OG flavor back and back. not shitty cola flavor. Yeah. So I would appreciate all of you for the love and support on that. Also, I forget names, so don't hold it against me. But if we can line it out, I know it'll be crazy hard. But me and Steve have been talking, and last dude from Australia with the busted ass car. If yeah. you if you really have that ma that many stories, why don't we just do an interview, bro? Why don't you just come on the show and you can you can squee all you want? Because I read your face. My wife showed me your Facebook responses, and dude, I'm sorry, I'm fucking terrible with names, terrible with names and dates. 
You could tell me your birthday is tomorrow, and I promise you I will forget. I can't think of his name either, actually. Well, I'm not the only one. Fuck. But, dude, if seriously, if you have that many stories and you want to come on the show, if we can work yeah. it out, because I know the time the time difference is massive. It's It'll be fine. I mean, we did it with, oh, boy. It's, it was night here, and it's definitely like morning yeah, there. Yeah, it'll be fine, dog. So, dude, if you're down, we're down. You want to come on the show and tell your stories? Because I think pretty much everybody loved your loved your submission. Yeah, I just want to hear more about the Aussie fucking Stardust Ranch. It's That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And he did a fantastic job. The The Australian guys have been fucking awesome they they just really have they've been great <laughs> it's pretty dope yeah my wife got a fucking kick out of your story man <laughs> she's like i was i was fucking laughing my ass off it was pretty yeah dope. And, there, and there's been quite apparently there's been quite a few people asking why don't you just do an interview with him so here we are here okay. we are that's your that's your unofficial official invitation yeah get at us dude if you if you have that much to give, let's go. Let's just get it. Just fucking. It'd be a good time. It. Even you know what? Even if it's a half hour long, let's let's do this. I'm yeah. I just I'm just trying to hear. Yeah. Let's do this. We're hear ready. All this weird shit, dog. We're ready. So, dude, if you're interested, hit us up. If not, if you would like to do your own little uh, Stardust series submission, be our guest. It's up to you. Whatever you're comfortable with, man, we we would appreciate it no matter what. So, oh yeah, send that shit too. I think that's all the the notes that I have for today. Yeah, we threw a couple little um, listener encounters together. We didn't really have a whole lot of time this week to get stuff out before Easter weekend. My kids are coming yeah. back into town, so we're going to be spread super thin. But we wanted to get you guys an episode out Monday. Yeah, we'll be better prepared next week, hopefully. Before another one comes out, yeah, I got I got a cool episode in the works on uh like I don't know what you'd call it. It's on Project Center Lane, you know. It's it's like the MK Ultra style, uh, remote viewing, all that type of shit. And oh. so far, it's been really fucking good. Aussie dude's name's Jeff. Found him. Jeff, Jeff. hit us up, bro. Come on the show if you've got uh, some weird Australian shit to share. Hell yeah. That'd be, That'd be it would be awesome. We can just all hang out. Yeah, and I can tell you about a Maflingo gun. <laughs> we have derailed podcast. Inside joke. So anyway, thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, appreciate thanks it. Thanks for fucking suffering through this one. Yeah, we are tired and check us out at all our social yeah. medias. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. Come and hang out. Literally the most energetic you've been all night. Bro, I'm so close to going to sleep. I'm stoked. I know. (laughs) (laughs) We apologize. Send us some weird shit. And you know the deal. Till next time, stay safe. Stay weird. And keep sending your weird ass stories here so we can throw these episodes together really fast if we need to.